Welcome to Terra Talks, where we talk about all things real estate. In each episode, we'll tackle current trends and topics of interest, both locally and regionally. However, or wherever you decide to tune in, you're not going to want to miss this. Hi guys, this is Rosie McCartney. You might remember me from the first episode of Terra Talks. Um, we would have initially spoken about the rental market in Barbados. Um, and today we're going to talk about something a bit different um, with my colleague Jessica, who is one of the newbies on the brokerage team. We're going to start talking about buying a property as a millennial in Barbados. So Jess, what's ha- that like? Well, it is a process and we are here to help. So this podcast, we're targeting millennials, but you know, all are welcome. Um, ambitious Gen Zs, we are happy to assist you as well. Gen X, hopefully you've got your property sorted, but you know, if you need us, just call us. Boomers, when you're ready to sell, we are here. <laughs> so as a millennial um, in the current um, economic environment, it can feel really difficult wrapping your head around the thought around of purchasing a property in Barbados. And that's why we're here. That's what we want to discuss. And we are here to help. So Rosie, where, where should someone begin when they're looking to buy a property? Well, contrary to belief, the first thing you should do is establish your budget. And the best way to get that done is to start talking to banks unless you are a cash buyer and you know what you can afford already. Um, even if you are a cash buyer, it might be worth your time even looking at going to get a mortgage. So the first thing you should do is talk to banks. There are several banks on island. There are credit unions. There's so many financing options that you have. Um, and I think talking about getting a mortgage and talking about money in general for our age group, I find it sort of taboo. And people get very, very uncomfortable with it. But once you start the process and you start speaking to different loans officers, um, it, I find it becomes a lot less daunting And then you start to realize, hey, this is really not that hard. And I don't need to have a million dollars in my bank account to afford a property. And I would say as well, um, even if the process of speaking to banks seems daunting to you and you feel as though, where do I begin with the banks? At that stage, you can also approach an agent, someone who you know, like and trust, who can then advise you or introduce you to loans officers and our banking contacts because we have good working relationships with all, if not almost all of the lending institutions on island. So if we, we believe you should establish your budget, if going to the bank seems daunting, we'd be happy to create that introduction for you. Barbados um, does not have an MLS, which is a multiple listing service. So us agents, we work together um, from all the different agencies on island, and we can curate listings from the, for the entire market for you once you establish your budget. Right. So as just to like touch on what Jess said, I think it gets a little confusing for some people because sometimes if your agent really knows what you want, they understand the market as well and they know what's on the market. And a lot of times we are one agency, we don't have all the listings, so we have to work with other agents. And if you have an agent that's after your best interest, they will scan the market for you and they will introduce properties to you that may not necessarily be in their portfolio, but they know that it matches your criteria. So it's good to have an agent that really looks at your best interest at heart um, and really puts their best foot forward for you. 
So once you establish your budget and you establish your criteria of what you want, you want three bedrooms, two bathrooms, a study, a place to go and learn how to do NFTs or whatever it is the Gen Zs do right now. Uh, but once you establish exactly what it is that you want in your property, then you tell your agent, you know what, Rosie or Jess, this is what I'm looking for. And then we put our, our um, head down and get everything together for you. We set up our properties, um, our schedule of viewings and everything. And then we make sure it lines up in time with your schedule as well, because everybody has very hectic schedules in this day and age. And we are as, a, as accommodating as we can be. Um, and we just try to make sure that you get to see all the properties that you can in order for you to make the right decision. And something to add to that is a lot of people ask us, so how long is this going to take? How long is it going to take me to find my dream property and that's one thing that we really can't establish a timeline on sometimes you'll find it almost right away sometimes it will be the first property that you view out of like 20 I'm sure you've had that kind of thing happen before Rosie like remember that one the first one I'm like which one which color was it? <laughs> yeah so don't put too much pressure on yourself in terms of finding something right away because you want it, it's a big decision and we understand that and we empathize with that as well. So a lot of the time people may, might get a little bit frustrated if it doesn't happen right away. But when you find the right house, sounds a little airy-fairy, but you know, you, you know that it was worth the wait and you're like, this is the one. <laughs> Sometimes you work with some, I've once, and I think it was like, it probably never happened again. I showed one house and that was it. The person knew. But I guess they knew what they wanted from the jump. And they had done their homework. And they said, Rosie, you want to see this one house? And done. That was the quickest and easiest um, set of viewings I've ever had to do. But honestly, sometimes you work with somebody for a year and two years. And the truth is, is that's what we're here for. Because we, I would never, I always put myself in a buyer's shoes. And I would never want to feel rushed. And I would want to make sure that when I make that decision... It's a decision that sits best with me. And it, if it doesn't meet all of my criteria, I'll find a way for it to, to happen afterwards. So it's really important to just make sure that you're not, as Jess said, you're not hard on yourself um, and you just trust the process. And a good agent will understand that and be patient with you and guide you through every step of the way, even if it takes a bit longer than you imagined. So we've spoken about budget and not really setting a strict timeline to find your house. Um, another thing to consider is coming up with, uh, I think Rosie and I have different ways of saying this, but for me, I tell people come up with your must-haves and your nice-to-haves. You probably won't get even everything off of your must-haves. You have to usually sometimes come to a bit of a compromise, but we, it's having those things in mind is so important for when you walk into a house because then you start thinking about, okay, this is really important to me. This is important, but it's not a must-have. Rosie, you have your magic wand, right? Yes. <laughs> I get on like a little fairy and I ask <laughs> you, if you had to wave your magic wand, what would your dream property look like? And I hear some pretty wild things. Um, but that way it allows me to understand you know, your wildest dreams. And whilst, truthfully, I'm not able to fulfill all of those requirements when it comes to properties, I 
I um I find that it really paints a fantastic picture for me. Um, even I, I learned this through this um, selling course that I that I did maybe like two three years ago. A lot of times, even if you build your own property, you're gonna like you know have your friends over, have a couple of drinks, and they're gonna be like, "Oh, I love your house," and you're gonna say, "You know what? I would have done this, this, and this different." So the truth is, I don't truly believe you get exactly what you want no matter what but at least you can find a property or build a property that you know matches up as much as possible and that's another thing that Jess and I were talking about is that I think it's a little bit more daunting as a first-time buyer which was what most um, millennials are most of us are first-time buyers it's a little bit more daunting to build your own home versus buying a property that's already built and maybe you know changing a bathroom, changing a kitchen. I mean, for me, I recently went through the process of going through the whole loan process and everything. And I did not even want to consider building (laughs) because I thought that that was a bit too much for me to take on for myself. But buying something that you can renovate and, you know, spend less and make it your own, to me, that seemed a lot less tasking. So there's a lot of options that we can offer you with, with regards to properties we can do land properties we can do just you know fixer uppers we can get you into developments we really span our options as wide as we can because we want to make sure that when you come to us we're going to give you the full service that you deserve and make sure that you have every option possible in front of you so that you know when you make your decision you also feel like i've went through the market and i know that this is what i want and there's nothing else that i want at this point absolutely so should we then move on to you're now at the point of you've found your property what happens next so you found your property you've told jessica jessica i'm ready let's go forward with it um jessica on your behalf will put forward an offer for you and we're not going to get too deep into the offer process but it usually falls between five to ten percent off the asking price it's really dependent on the motivation of the vendor um and that's something that's a whole different podcast that we can get into um so once your offer is accepted um jessica will get you to sign off on an offer and acceptance document and then it goes to the attorneys now at that stage before you get to that stage you should really understand all the costs involved in buying a property right jess absolutely um a lot of people think that okay so i know that when i sign my agreement i've got to pay down my 10 percent deposit And you think to yourself that that's kind of all you've got to have in your bank account in order to cover the the costs associated with a sale. Now, we discussed earlier getting, um, doing your sale with cash or getting financing. So the costs that we will discuss now are costs associated with a financed sale. They're a bit more than the costs that come with a cash sale. So we're just going to make sure that everything is covered. And I think it's safe to say that most millennials will be kind of looking for financing options. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Yeah. So, so for, because we're going to be talking numbers now, um, that's, let's say that you've qualified for Barbados $600,000 and that's the price of the property that you have chosen. So, of course, you do have your 10% deposit, which is $60,000. This is due on the when you sign the sale agreement. And depending on a variety of things, that can be 
I want to say about, let's say, a month after you've agreed your sale, Rosie? Based on different factors, yes. Yeah, it's a very, uh, as Rosie said, we can go into those details in a different podcast, but for the purposes of this, let's say about a month after the fact. Now, if you're getting financing, there is something called the bank negotiating fee, which is going to be 0.5% of the purchase price. And this is the fee that the banks put in place to process your loan application. And at, at the price of 20, at, at the price of 600,000, you're looking at about 2,700 Barbados dollars. In order to get um, your sale financed, a valuation is required. Mm-hmm. And you are looking at 1,500 Barbados roughly. Um, this is something that the bank absolutely requires, and it's just something that's good to know as well. There's also stamp duty at 1%. This is a cost that's usually on the vendor's side. However, it is required to register your mortgage. Um, at $600,000, we're looking at Barbados 5400 Then come the attorney fees. So when you're getting financing, A lot of people don't realize that there's actually three attorneys involved in the transaction. The vendor's attorney, your attorney, and the bank's attorney. When you're getting financing, it usually makes sense to use the same attorney or the same firm that the bank is using because then you can get a better deal on attorney fees. So we are saying that the the price for attorney fees at a property of 600,000 is Barbados 10,200. And that is a average figure with the assumption that you're using the same attorney or the same firm as the bank. These days as well, I've seen different banks offer throw in attorney fees when they're offering financing, which is really, which is why it's really important to shop around when you're looking for your loan, because these are the kind of things that people offer in order to be competitive. Next up is the land tax. The land tax depends on the time of the year that you close the sale because you pay the proportionate amount. The land tax year starts in April. And so if you were to close your sale at the end of August, you are responsible for paying land tax from September up until the end of March of that year. And the the vendor will pay for the months prior to. Finally, insurance, very, very important. And insurance is when you're getting a finance sale, it's due when you pay the deposit. Um, And that is about $2,400 for a property of this value. But again, insurance is another industry where it's very competitive. So you can get a variety of quotes and see what everyone is offering. So based on what, what I've just discussed, in addition to your deposit with the fees that I've spoken through just now, you're looking at upwards of 80,000 Barbados. It depends on the the proportionate amount of land tax that you're paying and the land tax that is due on that property, but it's upwards of $80,000. So it's not just the the $60,000 that you need in your bank account. Um, I hope you're still with us. That was a lot of numbers. (laughs) And um, yeah, so it's, that is just something that's good to know. And I find usually when I share that information with uh, fellow millennial, they are they feel quite enlightened, but they also feel a bit relaxed because something that Rosie and I were talking about is that some people think you've got to have a million dollars in your bank account in order to be able to purchase a property, and you know that's not actually the case. That's absolutely correct. I think one thing um, just to add on to Jessica's um, mathematical session would be um, there are banks that offer one hundred percent financing, ninety percent, and ninety five percent financing. So. 
the, the figure that Jess just mentioned, north of 80,000, um, if you're doing 95% financing, that can come down a little bit. So it's really just dependent on the package that you take with your financing institution. And just to lightly touch on rates, your mortgage rates should be anywhere between 3.5%. But I have also seen some companies quoting rates as high as 5%. Um, and what you want to do when you make that final decision with your um, your lending institution is make sure you get the best package for you. So you should shop around before you get everything started. You want to go make sure that you have yourself fully equipped so that when you start the process and you get to the offering process, sorry, the offering stage, and you get to paying your deposit, you know you're not going to be scrambling to try and get money together and that you have everything set out in front of you so that you're ready and prepared to make the next steps um and yeah yeah, that is the end of our mathematical lesson yeah so just go on a window shopping spree um these industries are very competitive and i find for that reason they can offer very good service because they're aware of the competition that's out there so yeah now, one thing, um, again, being a millennial, I think I'm just going to start talking about what we start to hear from people our age when it comes to buying properties. So one of one thing I've heard like quite recently is that, um, you know, some millennials look back at what their parents paid on their houses and they think today's prices are so high. But that's what every generation thinks. 20 years from now, they will think today's prices are ridiculously low. But it's really hard to put yourself 20 years in the future. I mean, honestly, I can't tell you what I'm doing this evening. So far less 20 years. <laughs> so zoom in. Do the math for today based on your needs and what you can afford until you'll be a boomer looking back at the decisions you made today and thanking yourself for the action. Very insightful. Okay, guys. Well, thank you all for listening to our insightful podcast. And for some of you who I know have definitely skipped to the end just to get the takeaways, here they are. We have four key takeaways and we really want you to listen up to at least this part of it. And if you'd like to understand more, go back to the start. So (laughs) your first takeaway, the most important part of buying a property is understanding your budget. I could firsthandly say that I recently went through this process and Truthfully, I didn't know exactly what I qualified for. So me going through the process, providing them with all of my documents. And yes, you know what? It was a bit tasking to pull everything together. But hey, that's just a part of it. And once you understand what your budget is and know it, you might actually qualify for more than what you think or less than what you think. But again, that's that's your guide price and that's what you're going to work with. Or maybe you'll establish, hey, I'm not ready to do this as yet, but this is what I need to do in order to be get up to this budget that I would like to be in so that's the first and most important part of purchasing a property is understanding your budget Jess next up we think it is really important to understand the process understand the steps that you are required to take and what is what is needed in order to close a sale in Barbados We as agents are there every step of the way to advise you in this process. And that's why our third takeaway is finding an agent who you know, like, and trust. And so finding an agent who you know, like, and trust and understanding the process go hand in hand. And I think it's really important and a bit of a misconception in our generation, because if you 
did listen to this podcast and went through the mathematical session with us, you would notice that an agent's fees are not mentioned in the breakdown that we went through in the costs associated with purchasing a property. And that's because that's quite frankly not your bill. It's not your cost. And when you approach an agent for advice and to start the process of purchasing a property, you are not expected to pay the agent's fees. It's a vendor cost and it's a vendor obligation. So just understand that and maybe that will take away some of the something that might be holding you back. Seeking out advice from an agent is free of cost. And Rosie has the last one for us. Just a touch, well, it's actually just adding on to Jessica's points. The fourth thing is ask all the questions you have. This is going to be something new for you. This is one of the biggest decisions you're going to make in your entire life. You have questions. We have answers. Do not think that any question is silly or ridiculous. You know what? If you were to put me in a biochemist field and I was supposed to just understand everything, that will not happen and I will be question master. So be question master and make sure when you are ready to pull the trigger, you have everything that you need and you're ready to go. So those are four key takeaways. I really hope that you guys do listen to the entire podcast. And Jess and I really would like to come and do a couple more quick and easy podcast for you to understand the process of buying in Barbados and even some more topics that you can probably guide us on. Yeah, so Rosie and I are both on Instagram. If you wanted to reach out to us, if you had a question, if you wanted to make a suggestion in terms of what we can discuss in the future, because we plan to do this more often. Um, Rosie's Instagram is Rosie McCartney. Basic. And mine is Selling Barbados. And you can find all of our contact details there. And yeah, we'd be happy to get in touch and help you find your home in Barbados. All right. Speak to you guys soon. Bye.